Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, everyone. What's we're going on? here. We're present tense. We're live and we're living like Larry drinking a craft beer by the side of the pool. I'm Grant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I'm Jake. I really absorbed we this are role. Starting a cult. Yeah, you really did, dude. I'm drinking the craft beer. But I absorbed this. I have role one every episode of like a craft beer salesman that's just awful at his job because he's so honest. And I, I love this character. It's what I want to live as. Because he's so honest, right? What's, well, he's uh, like honest and lying at the same time. What are these honest time. things? You're just like, it's a barrel aged in a whiskey den that was actually housed by a mother wolf. Ah, and the then, half announcer voice. I yeah, it's you. like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't deny that that shit's crazy. No. It, it I will be doing that announcer voice throughout the series <laughs> of Jeffrey Dahmer. And here's Grant with the announcer voice. Mostly because I feel that even though he's a cannibalistic, homosexual psychopath that likes to kill men of all ages without discrimination, I also think he deserves to have a fair chance at a discussion and proposal. Wow, you really did just sell me on Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, exactly, see? Wow. He deserves... He just wanted friends, man. He just wanted... He just wanted people to stay. He's like a taxidermist that didn't get the proper licensing. That's the way I see it. Like, yeah, he wants kinda. the camaraderie of things in his home, but, uh, you know, he just fucking kills Asian people. Asian, yeah. Anyways. Primarily Asian and black people. Uh, Only three white people. Anywho. But yeah, he killed, like, 17, 17 people. Why don't we just jump right into Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, if you aren't aware, this is going to be a two-part series. Yes. All of our listeners. And if you don't like cannibalism, get out of here. You don't like cannibalism. Uh, Why are you even listening to this show? Like, I don't understand. How can you not like the idea of cannibalism? It's true. If you're going to be joining a cult, you should got to be open to it. At least in a comedic sense. Eating your fellow sense. cult members. What? And just in a comedic sense. Not even in a practical sense. If you want to kill and eat somebody, fucking kill and eat them. As, you know, as a, as a joke. Yeah, it's Sort funny. of a nice ribbing. It's a ha 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 joke something like that why don't we just get right to business so jeff jeff you know can can i call you jeff jeff dahmer uh jeffrey lionel dahmer right that's what he was born 
Uh, he was born May 21st of 1960. That means he's like just slight. He would be only slightly older than my father. That's crazy. Ooh. But anyway, in Milwaukee, theoretically. All right, this is one thing that we were talking about earlier. There's a lot of places that say that he was born in Milwaukee at uh, Evangelical Deaconess Hospital. But then he, there's other sources that say he was born in Ohio. But he did live there for a period of time. Who friggin' knows where he was born? But he what he came into the world. We know that for sure. It, uh, for the sake of this podcast, it's uh, I believe it's Ohio. Yeah. Uh, I I will be honest with you. It's hard to narrow that down. But uh, for things that I will discuss later, it we're just gonna say it's Ohio because that's the information I yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Honestly. But uh, yeah. So he was born in Ohio, right? Uh, and he was the first of two sons born to Joyce Annetta, or Annette, Annette, I believe is Annette, Joyce Annette and Lionel Herbert Dahmer, right? Uh, Joyce worked as a teletype machine instructor, and his father was a student at Marquette University working towards a degree in chemistry. Chemistry, the coolest of the sciences. Get to watch things bubble, turn colors anyway uh so growing up right jeffrey did not uh receive much attention from his parents uh lionel his father uh from other people he was described as like a good worker an achiever as well as a stone-like emotionless man who put his work before his family classic scientist classic classic uh who am i Oppenheimer, that guy. That's Robert Oppenheimer? Yeah, that guy. He was a jerk, but he was cool. You know, he was smart and he was cool. Scientist. Yeah, maybe. Probably didn't Scientist. love his kids if he had any. I don't know enough about the guy. Who's, like, super successful and, like, also a great father? No like that's 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 what magazines lie to you about. But anyway. So, yeah, he was kind of emotionless. Joyce uh, was described as uh, tense, very tense. Uh, greedy for both attention and pity, and argumentative with everyone from her husband to their neighbors. Right, so she was just kind of a handful, it sounds like. <laughs> just an asshole. Just, just very... fucking <laughs> laying into people, yeah. just like, hey, hey you, get that dog shit off my yard. What are you looking out your window for? Get back in your damn house. This is me, I'm fucking naked in my own house, bitch. Nothing you can do about it. But yeah, yeah. So she was just picking fights left and right. Uh, so yeah, both, uh, were described by Jeffrey himself as extremely, extremely controlling. Oh, right? I believe that. Controlling parents didn't really like him, but they controlled him. Who knows? They forced him. They forced it. But yeah, so Joyce, uh, she was also roughly, this is just a little tidbit, she was on roughly about 20 different medications at a time in any Oxycontin, given time. hydrocodone. Uh, Quaaludes, also a couple of, you know, antifreeze pills. <laughs> antifreeze biscuits. Hell yeah, dude, that yeah. shit's sweet. Give that to anything and they'll fucking eat it. They'll eat it right up. Hell, I'll eat it. That may, a lot of those things may have been in the little concoction here, honestly. Because uh, it looks like uh, she was speculated to have been a hypochondriac, right? And the medication she was on would uh, would send her into, like, little fits. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like psychotic fits. Uh, yeah. So, weird family situation going on for Mr. Dahmer, uh, just being born. And, uh, so, apparently, the first hints of his, uh, seedy future, you know, 
uh, came when he was about four years old. His father was sweeping out uh, bones from a small animal that had been eaten by like birds or something uh, in their crawl space. So he was uh, sweeping them out, and there was just little piles of bones. And Jeffrey, young Jeffrey, seemed kind of entranced by them. He like wouldn't leave them alone. He was sticking his fingers all in the piles, making the noises, looking at them real intent. That's what it sounded yeah, like. Just suck up the uh, the remains. Hell yeah. I was just eating some spaghetti. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. That was a four-year-old Dahmer coming across bones. Uh, so, like many serial killers, uh, Dahmer grew up with many uh, injuries, right? A lot of injuries throughout his childhood. Uh, he had casts on both his legs for like a long period at one point, and he needed lifts in his shoes until he was like six he had an ear infection that became pneumonia, and then he had like two hernias. So what you're, all of this like before he was six. It what was you're like, telling me is, in the words of Homer Simpson, he was a nerd. He was a nerd. Yeah, his uh, shit was fucked up. Yeah, you know? it's a good song. It'll happen to you. But uh, yeah, so that was that was yeah, uh, around like ages four and six, like between that area. But. Uh, so, yeah, so he underwent a uh, double hernia operation shortly after his fourth birthday, right? And uh, going into this, he always seemed like such a happy and, like, go-lucky kid. But coming out of this operation, he was, like, notably, like, just stoic and, like, subdued. And it comes out later that, uh, from Dahmer himself in an interview, that after this, like, uh, this procedure, he had thought, like, in his young child mind that he didn't have any genitals anymore. They thought oh. his parents, like, neutered him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. It's like, oh. Real in touch, right? It's all gone. Everything is gone. I'm a goddamn Ken doll. Seems like you could just check, right? I mean, one simple hand motion. You don't even have to move your hands. You could just move your legs a little bit and be like, yeah, it's there. And be like, I feel something in there. It's there. Yeah. They replaced it with a beef bratwurst, and they just wanted to pull one over on me. But it's not doing anything. Ah, the foreskin. I smell like Jimmy Dean's basement grinding station. He'd find love. He would. Hell yeah, If that were the case, he would definitely find love. Are you kidding me, dude? There's some guy out there that would fucking love smoking some all-beef shit all day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Oh beautiful but yeah anyway so uh he uh, after this uh, operation for the double hernia operation he got real sad because he thought his junk was gone uh yeah noticeably not as happy of a child uh so as Dahmer began first grade his mother joyce uh began spending an increasing amount of time in bed recovering from quote weakness i See, this is where i'm thinking the lewds were were definitely there yeah, she was Losing just crushing like that them. shit up and putting it in her, I don't know, fucking coffee meth. Yeah, just coffee meth. <laughs> Jesus. Man, That's what I'm thinking. That would be a great coffee drink. It's coffee just, meth. How many, how many shots of espresso does it take for coffee to become coffee meth? Uh, Seven. I've had some with way more than that, man. Come on. No, are you seven. Are, so I've done meth? Probably. 
Small dose. Small dose. Small, 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 small. Small dose. Just a new uh, update on my drug history, I guess. But anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, she was in bed all the time, recovering from weakness. And uh, when Lionel wasn't away at school working for his, you know, degree, uh, his attention was demanded by uh, by Joyce. Yeah, she was just like you ha- like you have to pay attention to me. Look Basically, at me. leaving none. Look at me. Exactly. Uh, that's what that's what uh, Jeffrey was doing because he got none of it. He got no attention at all from this. Yeah. Right? So they're they're he just can't get no respect, no respect at all. Rather skewed. Yeah. So uh, Joyce uh, actually near around this time attempted suicide at one point oh. uh, by using Aquavil pills to which he had become addicted. Well, I... cool. And I it mean, didn't work. I mean, it, she she was still around. Uh, hey, right, more power to you, I guess. I'm not going to... And, uh, I'm not getting in the way of this love triangle. Yeah, get out of here with that love triangle. See, the love is the pills, the woman, and death. Yeah. It's the trifecta. No, yeah, it's the trifecta. Fucking factor. <laughs> but it didn't work. And uh, what do you know quickly after that? Joyce got pregnant. Joyce Carol Oates. Yeah, yeah. She stayed in bed in 1966 for six months because of her pregnancy. Jesus, how do you not get bored? It sounds terrible. How right? do you not get bored, dude? I get bored after like four hours of doing one thing. I'm like, I, mean, I really you, need to change the scenery. You just for watch a your pictures. You, you read a book. It, eat, eat at some point. Maybe go to bed. Masturbate vigorously. Probably that too. Yeah, that'd be all fine. right. I'm picking up what she's putting down. Yeah. I'm getting it. Bedridden pregnancy sounds great. Hell yeah, dude! That's the name of my metal band. Bedridden pregnancy. I like it. I like it. I feel like there needs to be a little bit more blood in the imagery, though. No, see, because it seems poetic, but then when you actually listen to it, it's just pure hatred. All right, I can, I can, I can get jiggy with that. That's good. All right. Well, so yeah, uh, Joyce got pregnant. Bedridden six months. Dahmer describes the very early years of his life as uh, tense. Right, only seeing his parents fight and almost actively uh, depriving him of attention. Almost actively. Almost. Almost. Not entirely, but just enough to be a bitch about it. All but entirely. So, uh, he was a quiet and timid kid in school, right, in his younger years. He was a time-eyed. A time-eyed? Yeah, you know, it's like timid, but it's uh, how you say it, time-eyed. God, I hate hate that. Time-eyed. That makes me... (laughs) I'm never going to not think that when I see that word now. You're very welcome. And you're you're giving me shit about a sow every week, and you just you just plant it. You're making you want this. Time you want eyed. this for me to make mistakes. Time eyed. All right, so he was a time eyed kid in school, uh, to the point where his teacher actually suspected neglect. Right. Uh, your teacher <laughs> can pick up on that. Like you got to do something different at yeah, home. It's like this guy's so quiet. It's like. The guy's like, uh, the there has to be like, something going on. The mind of this teacher is like, this kid has been here for two hours, and he's called me mommy six times, and he's tried to hug my leg for an hour. Dude, I... Ex- Something's wrong at home. Yeah, I accidentally called my teacher mom one time. Everybody has. It I mean, sucked. it's just natural. But I just, like, looked around, and only the people that I knew, 
like were looking at me like, "What'd you just say?" And I think I went to the bathroom. They just got to embrace it, was a rough it day. when you come back, swipe her on the ass, be like, "Thanks, mom." <laughs> really freaked those kids <laughs> my, out. My third grade mind wasn't working that 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 well. But those kids will have no idea. Just be like, "Hey, I thanks, didn't know baby. how to make like big moves like that." Thanks, but, toots. Uh, <laughs> just assault. <laughs> oh God! But uh, I don't promote it. I'm just telling you what happens <laughs> for the, for the sake of the joke. It could have been great, but um. But no, yeah, so he was a quiet and time-eyed kid in school, and uh, to the point where his teacher suspected neglect, uh, though due to poor communication uh, in the school system, the suspicion was uh, somewhat swept under the rug, right? Swept. It just kind of got lost, like, she's like, ah, there's probably a problem, I'm going to tell this guy, and then he just forgot about it because he was, like, looking for a spoon or some shit. You know what's funny? Like, that teacher, if... I just for the sake of the scenario, this teacher survived long even to now, and just like turned on the news one day and was just like, "Hmm, that name is, oh my god!" Like they have. And then she th- tracks down the principal that she told to kill him yeah. because he could have prevented it had he been the proper messenger that she. They wanted have like to the be. worst guilt. They're just like it turns we into really a whole, the ball. Yeah, it's a whole like side mission. This is why you can't be upset at the HR department because this is what they're there for. Yeah, they're making sure everything's okay. They're like a they're a screen for all the Dahmers and and, and uh, pretty much just the Dahmers, right? Yeah, I mean lazy workers. No, they protect them, but Dahmers, we got to get rid of there them. There we go. That was a little social satire. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it's not a social satire. Does not work. Our brand on, is becoming more full circle. It does not work on radio, but that's not the point. Radio is what we're doing, so I can't I say anything about it. Video killed um, the radio star. Oh yeah. Oh, do you think that? Yeah. Is that you that thought that? All right. I'm surprised no one said that before. <laughs> <laughs> Should make a song about can't that. You, can you believe that? This catchy ass phrase. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so when Jeffrey's brother was born, uh, Jeffrey's parents did something a little out of the ordinary, and they uh, drowned him in a bathtub. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, that would have been. It was probably Dahmer if, if that happened. But um. So yeah, they they kind of went out of uh, out of character for them, and they were nice to Jeffrey. And in doing this, they were just like, "You can pick your brother's name, right? Guess what name they picked? P. Fart Johnson." He's a friend of ours. <laughs> yeah, he's in the military. Uh, yeah, P. Fart Johnson. Yeah, 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 P. Fart Johnson. Uh, so his name, <laughs> Jeffrey chose the name David, right? David Dahmer. It, it has the great... Double D. Alliterative, it's good. Like, you know, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, double D. Double D, dude. So once we, David was hold on, born, we, we miss you, David. And we you, do miss you, David, dude. You're going to the Middle East, so I need you to do me a favor, okay? Chill out. And, have fun. Yeah, have a good time with it. Whatever. Send me some postcards. You know the address. And uh, live long and prosper. Yeah, just come back. You're kind of a nerd. Maybe you like Star Trek. You know, I don't know. I don't know what you're into. Or Lord of the Rings. You're the only person in the group that likes Lord of the Rings. Lord Farquaad of the Rings. Fuck you, dude. Wouldn't that be a badass <laughs> mashup, dude? <laughs> what kind of animation would that be? <laughs> it'd uh. just be Shrek, but it'd be like Shrek 5. And it'd be Lord of the Rings. Lord Farquaad of the Rings. We need to get into David, dude. Oh, right, yeah, David right, Dahmer. Yeah. Hit me with some double <laughs> David D Dahmer, right? All right, uh, so he chose the name David, right? Once David was born, however, this is where this is where David becomes an asshole without even knowing it, right? 
Uh, Jeffrey's parents went from neglecting Jeffrey to all but forgetting that he was I- existing in their in their lives. Sounds Basically, right. they just started loving David. David got all the love. He got all the attention. You know, which tends to happen with like uh, younger, younger. Uh, I don't know See, members of the family, isn't it? You know, it? if Jeffrey Dahmer it's was like the smart, oldest, you just got to be strong and fucking figure it out. If he was smarter at a young age, he would have named his brother Jeffrey, because then when he goes into the kitchen and his parents are like, "Oh my God, Jeffrey, we love you so much," even if it's not about him, he'd get slight positive reinforcement. Even if it's not real, he'd get some. That is some crazy, like, uh, oh my god. He wasn't. That, that is some very elaborate, that. like, way to set yourself up for mental gymnastics into believing something that's not even true. Yeah, that is that would be very smart. It would be because, like, I mean, you think if he would have received a little bit more love, like, I don't know about you, but like, if I'm like in my house, like, especially when I was younger, like, my parents would just yell like one of our names, like my brother or I. Yeah. And you just knew to come, so it's like someone's downstairs, and they're just like, "Hey, Jeff." They could both show up, and Jeff, Jeff Dahmer, could yeah, be you, like, you wouldn't oh be my left God. out from the family. They, they need me. They're calling. <laughs> oh my <me."> God! <laughs> Only to have it dashed away every time. Actually, yeah, thinking about it like that, it might have hurt a lot more. <laughs> that would be building, <laughs> building you up just to build me up just to knock me down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's rude. Yeah, might have helped. So it's probably <laughs> he didn't do that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so his, uh, his brother David coming into the, uh, into the mix here, it pretty much made his parents forget about him, all but forget about him. Uh, this shaped, uh, how Dahmer would be into the rest of his childhood, right? He, uh, this was added upon by the isolation that he felt. Uh, it was, it was made worse by the fact that, uh, the family lived on a house, they lived in a house, on the top of a hill. Uh, overlooking the entire town, and apparently it was too dangerous to like bike or like skate or like trek up and down this hill. So not many people came around the old Dahmer uh, residence there, right? So that only added on to the social, you know, kind of isolation in his family at school, all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so Jeffrey began around this time collecting roadkill, right? Um, yeah, he was collecting roadkill. He, uh, he also had a game that he would play by himself called Infinity Land. I'm going to Infinity Land. So so the premise of this, apparently it was kind of complicated, like a complicated game, but like it came down to basically like he would gather a bunch of sticks, right? And each stick would represent like a, a man or like a person. And the game consisted of... Basically, these sticks, one by one, being sucked into a vortex. Interesting. And that's really all we like know about it. But I don't know like what would maybe cause them to not go in the vortex or something. But this is just a game that he would play by himself, just with sticks, because he's so friggin' isolated as a kid. I mean, you call it isolation. I call it kind of strange. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I used to do weird shit when I was like playing alone as a kid. I did used to talk to myself only when I would take a shit, though. Like, I would talk Grant, to, like... Grant, you got this. I don't think I can, Grant. No, just clench. <laughs> like, that you're just, like, pepping yourself? Or no, what? it was more of, like, an imaginary friend situation, but it was, like... It was never, like, an imaginary friend. It was just, like... I was just talking to my own self. But I just would be taking a shit as, like, a little kid, and I'd just be like, man, today was wild. 
Just like an inner monologue oh, that yeah, I okay. spoke out loud while I took a shit. No, I do that now. I do do that on occasion. If I'm just alone, I'll just like react to things like as if I had an audience. Yeah, honestly, I do that all the time. I'm in my room. I'm like reading something. I'm just like, holy shit! Practice inflection. For Someone in the house is like, "What timing? the fuck are you doing, kid?" Yeah, right. Oh yeah, so he's collecting roadkill. He played this game, Infinity uh, Land. Super weird. He uh, he'd get a bunch of sticks. You know, he did all that. Uh, he was also sometimes seen brutally attacking trees with large tree limbs by some of the local kids in the woods there. Uh, he was so he would just beat the shit out of trees with their arms. Anger, letting it out. One day at the dinner table, right? Uh, Jeffrey asked his father because they had just eaten uh, like a full chicken. They had just finished eating a chicken, and uh, there were bones everywhere, right? So after dinner, Jeffrey was like, "Oh, uh, Dad, what would happen if we soaked all these bones in bleach?" Right, son. You need to stop. He's a young man. He's just, he's a curious kid, right? His chemist father is stoked that he's interested in something chemical. So what does he do naturally as a chemist father who is trying to buy his uh, son's love if he happens to care at all? So at this point, he did care. And he bought him a chemistry set, right? Uh, But Dahmer would only go on to use this chemistry set for the bleach to kill live insects all over their property. I like that. That's nice, you know? So it's kind of like a, it's kind of light, you know? He could have been... It's light and feathery, like some a... some cat's tuna. Like a something. mashed potato. You're going to... Ha- what? Let's move on. Mashed potato... Okay. All right. All right. Mashed potatoes. Mashed so. potatoes! So Did just, somebody just yell mashed potatoes? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Now I know what you're referencing. That golf swing. Yeah. someone just screams mashed potatoes and fucks it up. All right. <laughs> you again <laughs> with these references. Oh, oh, oh. oh, God. That actually turned into you know, It's a always cough. instant karma with you. Oh, oh, oh. oh, sorry. All right. So despite all this weirdness, right, all this stuff that he was doing, uh, Jeffrey had a few friends as a child, right? Uh, one friend said that once uh, while fishing, um, Jeffrey caught a fish and immediately began just cutting it up with a knife into small pieces, just right there on the shoreline. And, uh, yeah, so isn't that weird? Why did he do that? But, uh, so, you got some tacos there? I do. I, this is the first for me, but you I actually... some tacos delivered there? I'm going to eat some tacos right now while you're talking. So go ahead, I'm listening. All right, just... Enjoy. I'm enjoying it, I'm just listening. Dinner and a show, huh? All right. Uh, so, yeah. So he started cutting up this fish. <laughs> Just a bunch of loud ass crunching in the mic. <laughs> you fucking animal. <laughs> you could wait like 20 minutes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> so. So one friend saw him cutting up a fish on the side uh, after he caught it. They're like, holy shit, what's that? He's just cutting up a fish. Uh, this this was like one of the first, uh, you know, interests of that he actually like showed of having uh, an interest in like the innards of a living thing. Oh, yeah, because that's normal. Yeah, of course. You got to look at it. I hate dogs. 
but I just want to see what's inside of them. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually what he went to after it started uh, ramping up, as as it were, intensifying uh, his uh, interest in animals in high school. Right? He moved on to cats and dogs after he did this thing in ninth grade, right? Every science class in ninth grade dissects a fetal pig, right? Didn't you do that? No. You didn't do that? No. I did not do that at all. What kind of class was I in? I don't know, man. There was a pig. There was like a frog at one point. I did a frog in middle school. Um, I did a cow, like a liver, in fucking freshman year. And then in college, I did a shark. Really? That was cool. It smelled terrible, though. Oh, yeah. I can't. It probably formaldehyde, right? Uh-huh. Preserve it. It was fucked up. Anyway, so yeah, uh, in ninth grade, in his science class, they dissected a fetal pig, uh, the bones of which Dahmer took home and kept. Right? It was uh, it was from here that he began dismembering and keeping the bodies and remains of cats and dogs. Right? So I- immediate ramping, Mr. Crunch over there. Yeah, ramping. Yeah, yeah ramping. So, uh, <laughs> at, this, at the same time, around the age of 14 years old, right, like freshman year or whatever, uh, Dahmer began drinking and drinking heavily, right? He was, uh, becoming a drunk. He had a military jacket that he wore all the time. And, uh, that's where he kept a flask of scotch at all times in his, like, little breast pocket there. Boob pocket. Boob pocket scotch, that's what I call it. But, uh, so he also kept a bottle in his locker to, I guess, refill between classes. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, you gotta have a, a fueling station. Uh, he would just drink all the time in school and at home. Uh, if anyone asked, because some people would ask, uh, if anyone asked what he was drinking, uh, he would just respond, my medicine. Mm-hmm. So that's just super sad, isn't it? But anyway, uh, one of his, uh, one's fellow student actually remembers him, um, coming into class. This was an 8 a.m. class, right? He just came in with a styrofoam cup. And he kind of, and she was like, "Oh, what's that smell? It's just straight like scotch." And this styrofoam cup is just filled to the brim, and he's just like chugging it in That's class. That's a fucking power Eight a.m., dude. And no one did anything. He, he just—I think he was in the back or something. But yeah, he, he never, never really got caught. You remember people would like bring in booze to like high school? Yeah, and they're like I'm drinking this. I'm like, dude, it's like nine thirty. I did that. What once. are you doing? <laughs> you did it? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um. I didn't bring it. Someone gave it to me. Really? And I was watching, we were watching a movie. And I, was, I threw it out, so I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> You're like, it's a bit too early. Yeah, there was, a, there was one guy I remember in my classes. I won't say names, but his initials are CS. But anyway, uh, he like just had like a shit ton of whiskey at like 7.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. And he was like showing everybody in the class. And he took like three two shots of it and he was like acting super drunk and then just by the end of the period he uh he was arrested so i can't believe that you went to high school with carlos santana carlos santana man he's got that's nuts yeah he needs the medicine to make his fingers so silky smooth on the guitar oh yeah oh yeah como vodka (laughs) yeah but, uh, yeah, so, so he began drinking, drinking heavily. Uh, she found 8 a.m. class. That was during the sophomore year that he uh, 
you drank that huge styrofoam cup of scotch. So, uh, Dahmer, he, like I said, he kind of had some friends even going into high school. He was like a weird, like, class clown sort of personality. Like, he was just kind of in the background there, but everyone knew him. School shooter but he type. Was always, yeah, school shooter type. But he had, like, he had some, he, I don't know, he had a sense of humor that a lot of people uh, actually described as. Oh, so Mitch? Yeah, it was uh, bizarre, weird, and often cruel. So yeah, Mitch. So, so yeah, Mitch. Mitch. That, that, that's Mitch. Do we got to check on Mitch? Where is he? <laughs> he texted me like an you hour heard ago. From him in the past three days. Yeah, he texted me like an hour ago, and I was like, "Yeah, we'll hang out." I haven't heard from him since. He's probably domering someone. Probably. All right. Well, at the same time that he entered high school, uh, began uh, mutilating uh, animals, being drunk at all points uh, throughout the day. At age 14, uh, Dahmer realized that he was a gay man, right? He realized his sexuality. I'm queer. I don't want any more bears. (laughs) There you go. There's another one for you. Wow. I'm going to finish this taco. That was good. But anyway, uh, yeah, so Dahmer realized that he was a gay man. However, uh, when he began jerking off, as many people do uh, around this time, right? Uh, he would, he found himself thinking about the fetal pigs rather than males. Yeah. Right? And it was because in his mind, in his, like, young person's mind, uh, he thought that that was more acceptable than being homosexual, was fantasizing about these dead fetal pigs. Well, okay. I'm in. He's got my opinion. Jake has been ladled something. Oh, it's a spicy sauce. It's a delicious spicy sauce. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we have uh, we have the sauce maker back there making the sauce right now. It's good. And the taco maker. And the taco maker, yes. But uh, anyway, yeah. So he was uh, he was jerking off to fetal pigs rather than gay men because he thought that was more acceptable than being homosexual okay, okay, back on. in the seventies. I've done that a couple times, and I'm not the a fetal pig com- masturbation. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's not that weird. So you're just all right. You just picture a a pig, and it's a baby, and it's dead. I know, like the image. That doesn't get you hard. That was wrong with you. So, despite this, <laughs> all right, move Dumber on. I see. got a date uh, to his school prom. And it wasn't a fetal pig. It was uh, Bridget Geiger, like the counter, right? Geiger. Yeah. So Guy girl. Oh, mm. Maybe. Maybe Dahmer likes He only liked play. her because he had the word guy. She had the word guy in her name. I He strikes me as a wordplay man. Yeah, I feel like he'd be like really into like word, <laughs> like play. But like, like word puzzles, <laughs> like a... Not like uh, a crossword yes. puzzle, you know, but like something more yeah, like intense. anagrams or something. Yeah, you know, like um, you know, like the stupid riddles and shit. Yeah, yeah, heavily relying on language. Anyway, uh, anywho, yeah. So he went to he went to prom after realizing he was gay with a girl. Um, her name was Bridget Geiger. But uh, in the middle of the dance, Jeffrey left. He went to go get a few hamburgers. And then he came back uh, a little while later to pick her up uh, and take her home. 
And there were just all the... Uh, what a great date. <laughs> it sounds like it, but he wasn't there for a lot of it. But, uh, but yeah, all the rappers for the, the burgers were just uh, thrown about the car. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So probably got some ketchup on a dress. Uh, yeah, it was McDonald's. Pretty positive where he went. McDonald's you know he got some burgers. You know he didn't Clinton that dress. Oh, yeah. He didn't. Ketchup. No, he did not. But, uh, so it is speculated through these, uh, you know, sort of little, like, social faux pas, like, not really considering someone else, that kind of thing. Uh, many people speculate that he may have been autistic to some degree, or at least have some sort of, um, borderline personality disorder. Uh, he was also developing a bit of an obsession, which also goes along with, you know, uh, borderline personality. He uh, started becoming obsessed with this jogger that would, uh, pass his house Oh, daily. yeah, because that jogger had a fat ass, bro. Hell yeah, dude. And it's like mid-70s, dude. He's hey, got boy, those... bring that shaky booty this way. Yeah, dude, mid-70s short jogger pants. It's oh. all it's all just out there flapping away. So, yeah, this jogger would go by his house like every fucking day for months, right? And, uh, yeah, uh, this actually happened so often that he began to uh, masturbate at night to the <laughs> thought of this jogger being dead on his bed. Well, he just envisioned the jogger being dead on his bed and just jerked off onto his sheets. That's a jump. Yeah. That's a jump, man. He would hide in his bushes every day just to watch him pass. That's that's, that's dedication, you know? Wow. I feel like an alcoholic uh, high school uh, kid who's being neglected by his family has a bit to do throughout the day, so I feel like he's putting a big... I'm going to tell my brother, because he walks every day. Yeah, and he can't really see very well. No, there could be like a guy doing this shit. Yeah, that would be bad. Get him a gun. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you should probably get a gun, because eventually, after like, you know, watching him for damn near a month, like after he'd been, he noticed him after months of doing this, this jogger going by every day, uh, he was like jerking off to his dead corpse image in his mind, and one day he decided to try to make that a reality. Right? Oh yeah. So one day he just decides to go and wait in his normal bush hidey place to watch him, but he brought a baseball bat this time. Oh, okay. Right? He has a baseball yeah. bat. Yeah. No, I get it. I totally understand. And he waited for this jogger to go by, and he was uh, planning on you know probably killing him, jerking off in his bed, making a reality that would be cool for him. But this just so happened to be one day where the jogger did not go. He he, he just didn't. That was he, the he never luckiest diarrhea right? that, that guy ever had. Dude, he either hung over diarrhea or he was just like, maybe I'll go this way today. So <laughs> like, lucky. Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> thought he was so slick. He's like, the fucking creep is always in the bushes like looking at me and shit. I don't even want to go by his house anymore. Yeah, it's like, all right, all right. Understandable. But, you know, I mean, like, even, like, some people are <laughs> still crunching away over there. All right, but, um, so, yeah. so one might think that, you know, young Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, with his constant drunkenness and how skinny he always appears in his pictures, uh, people might see him and be like, oh, he's, like, not that much of a physical threat. Uh, but the reality is that Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, had been lifting weights very regularly since he was 13. Because his dad just mentioned it to him one day that he should probably do that. Uh-huh. And this guy is six foot four. 
So this guy's just like a six foot four tank of a man built like a farm boy, like just he's he's huge. He's a fucking tank. He's enormous. So this was a very dangerous thing that this jogger uh, avoided, right? So the jog- the jogger lived by sheer sheer luck. So anyway, this girl goes into like this is all happening throughout high school and whatever. His obsession kind of just died down after that, but um, obsession with the jogger specifically. But uh, Jeffrey Dahmer graduates high school with terrible grades, uh, but he has a very high IQ, right? He's, okay. It's about 145. Yeah, I get that. Which is insane. Uh, so his parents' uh, divorce had reached ahead at this point. Um, for his senior year, he had been living alone in the house for like three months. And so three weeks after he graduated high school... Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer commits his first murder. Murder? Murder. He's going to kill him. Uh, so Dahmer, he had a fantasy, right? That started about the age of 15. He, like, came up with this fantasy that he would just, like, one day be driving, find a hitchhiker, and just... And just fuck him and kill him and jerk off. Pretty much. He, he, he phrased it as, just do what I want with him. But that seems to be what he wants to do with all the people he does this to. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. But, so, yeah, he had this, uh, he had this fantasy. And uh, one night he decided to act on it when he uh, was driving. He was driving along. And he saw 18-year-old Stephen Hicks on the side of the road. And he was on his way to a concert. Ha-ha. <laughs> no idea what concert it was, but he had to hitchhike to get there, right? So Dahmer's driving. He sees him hitchhiking. He pulls over. He's like, hey, why don't you skip the concert? Why don't you just come back to my house, right? I got the place to myself. We'll just drink some beers. It'll be cool. And Stephen agrees. Stephen Hicks agrees to go. So uh, Jeffrey states that he does not remember exactly what it is that they were talking about before they ended up having sex because they did end up having sex. Oh, okay. But he just remembers that they got home. They started to get really drunk, and then they fucked. And then afterward, right? Uh, afterward. Steven said, all right, I'm going to get out of here, you know? I'm going to skedaddle. Don't want to hang around. Don't want to be a, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, well, uh, a lingerer, man. Lingerer, that's the word I was looking for. You don't want to be a lingerer in this kind of situation. Uh, but, so yeah, Steven's like, I'm gonna get out of here, thanks for, uh, drinking and sex. Anyway, uh, after the sex, he said he was gonna leave, Jeffrey responded to this by hitting him in the head with a barbell from his weight set. Right? Because uh-huh. I said he, uh, he was, he was doing weights all the time. Uh, this led to a brief scuffle during which Dahmer hit him again with the barbell, which knocked him out. And then he proceeded to strangle and kill Stephen Hicks. Oh, yeah. Yep, so he's just dead in the Dahmer house that has just been occupied by Jeffrey for the past three months. He's alone, he's drinking, he's strangling people. So anyway, uh, after this, right, after the scuffle and the strangulation and murder, Dahmer strips, uh, strips Stephen naked. He begins to kiss and touch the body, and he proceeded to jerk off on top of the body. <laughs> so in a way, he replaced the jogger there. Kind of cool. He got his dreams. It all happened uh, the way he wanted. Man. So anyway. This guy, 
He knows what he wants. He really does, and he, uh, he, he doesn't waste any time here. Because after this, like immediately after this, and uh, just uh, another thing, they had just had sex, and then he killed him, and then he jerked off again. He's a virulent man. Recharge time, He's bro. He's a virulent man. Guy ate some pistachios and fucking yeah. ready to go. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. After this, he took the body to the crawl space. He cut it up. He packed it in, uh, he, he packed it in pieces into the triple-lined garbage bags, right? And he drove the bags to a ravine four miles from his house and dumped them. He also, on the way there, when the body was still in the car, in the fucking bags, he got pulled over by the police, right? Uh, and, you know, uh, despite there being a body in the car, he probably had some blood on him or some bruises or something, and he was definitely drunk, uh, the police let him go. So he had pretty much gotten away with this, uh, murder, right? First murder, first for everything. It seemed to go pretty well for him. It seemed like a quick whim, bam, boom, we're gonna do this next. All right, this next, taken care of. Honestly, he was an 18 year old drunk kid. His disposal of the corpse is like just so like thoughtful. It's like kind of gross. What do you mean? Like what he did to Stephen's body? Cutting it up and putting it in bags and throwing it in a ravine. That is gross. See, the information I have is a little bit different than that. Really? It is. To what extent? Go go in. Um. Hey, see, this is why I like the podcast, because I'll give you what I have, I'll, Jack will give you what he has, the answer lies somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, and like I said, we thought it was fucking Wisconsin, Ohio he was born with, there's I do, a lot I have, of different information. I have the it. answer to that, I came across that. Cool. So, what I have is that uh, Dahmer dissected his body in the basement, and uh, he actually buried the remains in a shallow grave in the backyard, but then, really? a couple weeks later, he dug them out. So that he could rip the skin off the bone. And then he took all the skin and he put them in acid and melted them down. And then he took a sledgehammer to the bones and crushed them all. He did that uh, a bit after the murder. Like he, he went Yeah, back, this he is went, like weeks. But he went back to the spot of the ravine where he dumped it and then did Okay. That. So that, yeah, that see, was, they were picking that it up. That was far later, like a bit afterwards. So yeah, the information I have, it wasn't in the backyard, it was in a ravine, and then this came true. Uh, but he did crush the bones with a sledgehammer and scatter them yeah. in the woods. When you're in the wilderness, the whole woods is your backyard. You know, it's four miles away. Fuck it. Uh, I do want to address. I found. I came across the answer. Um, after Jeffrey Dahmer had uh, decapitated that dog, and you know, did all that shit. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, they actually, the family relocated to Doylestown, Ohio, from Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, and this was in October of '66. So he was six. That was when he was six years old, doing the. He had just gotten the hernia operation and completely changed as a child. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the father had become an analytical chemist uh, in Akron, Ohio. Okay. And then in '68, they relocated to Bath, Ohio. Just so we have that going. Just throughout for us. the childhood, yeah. Mm hmm. Cool. Um. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So after uh, Stephen Hicks in '78, uh, this is they're they're back in Wisconsin now. They're back near Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Chippewa. And uh, six weeks after he murders Hicks, 
uh, Dahmer's dad and his fiance return uh, to the house where they see Jeffrey Dahmer living there by himself, and they're pretty much like, you got to get the fuck out. So he enrolls at uh, Ohio State University, and uh, his plan is to major in business. Yeah. And then wait till um, you see how long that lasts. He lasted a semester. About six months, yeah. Um, he received failing grades in Introduction to Anthropology, Classical Civilizations, and Administrative Science. And the only course that he had received a passing grade in was a B- minus in Riflery. Ooh. And his overall GPA for his time at Ohio State University was 0.45 out of 4.0. Man, I thought I did bad in yeah. school. Jesus. Um, one day, uh, his dad actually showed up to visit him. Oh, so nice. So so nice of him. And uh, he walked into his room and found uh, a shit ton of empty liquor bottles. And he was pissed because he had paid in full for the second term already. And Jeffrey dropped out. Yeah, that would, that would piss me off. But. Um. So, in January of 79... Should have been a better dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, in January of 79, uh, he enlists in the U.S. Army, just so you know. Uh, he was a medical specialist at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, on July 13th of 79, he was stationed in Baumholder, West Germany, where he served as a combat medic in the 2nd Battalion 68th Armored Regiment, 8th Infantry Division. You know what was weird about uh, him becoming like a, a, a field medic? Was that he like refused to draw blood. He said he couldn't stand the sight of it strictly because of his first murder. And he like he was trying to like get rid of that as thoroughly as he could. And any reminder of it would just make him sick. Yeah. So like the, the sight of blood for reasons very, very unique to him. Just he couldn't stand it. Um, so, yeah, so he's there, there, he's described as an average or even possibly slightly above average soldier. Um, then something interesting happens. This didn't come out until much later, but now we can look back on this, and there were actually two soldiers that said they were raped by Jeffrey Dahmer while he was in the army. Really? Uh, in 2010, one of them stated that, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer had repeatedly raped him over a 17-month period while they were stationed in West Germany. Jesus Christ. And another one claimed that he was drugged and raped inside an armored personal carrier in 1979 by Jeffrey Dahmer. Jesus. And these did not come out until 2010. Mm. So there's no way of knowing that. Um, so, yeah, he keeps drinking. He, yeah, he's it's, chugging. Yeah, it's another thing. Like, I, I know he had, like, a little, like, uh, suitcase that he would carry around that had basically just, like, a mini bar inside of it. He had, like, a martini shaker and, like, a stir stick and, like, a shit ton of just bottles of booze that he would just carry with him yep. while in the army. He was just hanging out. Um, it's like, it's my medicine bag. This is my medicine. <laughs> my medicine. So, in uh, 1981, March of 1981... Uh, he was deemed unsuitable for military service and was given an honorable discharge as they did not believe that the problems that Jeffrey Dahmer had uh, in the Army would apply to him in civilian life. So, Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So on March 24th, 1981, Jeffrey Dahmer was sent to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for debriefing, and uh, he was provided with a plane ticket to travel anywhere in the country. Um, he said... 
that he could not return home to face his father, so he opted to travel to Miami Beach, Florida, because he was tired of the cold and he wanted to live on his own. There you go. That's um, what you got to do, I guess. He didn't have a house. Uh, he spent most of his salary on uh, alcohol, and uh, he was evicted from his motel. So then he just started sleeping on the beach and was working at a sandwich shop until his talk, he talked to his father on the phone, and uh, he asked if he could return to Ohio in September of the same year. So All right, so he went down, had a little time after the military. and September of 81, he goes back to Ohio. Yeah. Um, he started living with his uh, father and his stepmom, and uh, he insisted on being given chores so that he could occupy his time while he looked for work. It's kind of nice. Um, and two weeks after he got there, he was arrested for drunken disorderly contact, or conduct. Yeah. Right? Uh, he was fined 60 bucks and given a suspended 10-day jail sentence. Um, the father and the stepmother both tried to get him off of alcohol with failing constantly. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty much sauced 24-7. And, uh, in December of 81, uh, they shipped him back to Wisconsin to live with his grandmother in West Allis, Wisconsin. All right. Um, he was, she was the only member of the family to whom Jeffrey Dahmer had ever taken a liking to. And really? they thought that this positive influence might be able to help him Sway in a him sense. away from the sauce. Um, so initially he was living with his grandma and it was all fine. He took her to church. Uh, he was doing chores. He was looking for work. And uh, he abided by all of the house rules, except he did uh, drink and smoke. But I think from what I've understood that they kind of had an understanding about that. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. Um, in early 1982, Jeffrey Dahmer was employed as a phlebotomist at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center. Phlebotomy. Uh, he held his job there for a total of 10 months before being laid off. And uh, this is when he remained unemployed for two years, during which he lived on whatever money his grandma grandmama gave him. Sounds good. Um, Mooch. Shortly before losing uh, his job in August of 82, he was arrested for indecent exposure at a, the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Uh, he exposed himself to a crowd of 25 women and children, and he was given a $50 fine plus court fees. It's <laughs> pretty, pretty um, light, right? In January of 85, this is when he got his infamous job at the Milwaukee Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, Ooh, yeah. where he worked from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., six nights a week, with Saturday evenings being his only day off. Uh, Sounds like a pretty sweet gig, you know. <laughs> All right. Um, so after he has his job, right, there another incident occurred. An incident. He is at the West Allis Public Library. And he sees a man, and he goes up to this man, and this man gives Dahmer a note that says, I will blow you. Nice. Uh, although he did not respond to this proposition, uh, this brought back a lot of the thoughts he had from his teenage years of men, you know, the homosexual act of sex. <laughs> That's what he was Just thinking. having sex you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. But I get, like, up until this point, Minus the military rapes, it was pretty much just like sex wasn't a thing for him. It was yeah, just there. he was probably just drinking. And uh, 
this is when he started going to gay bars, bookstores, and bathhouses in Milwaukee. And uh, it is also known that he had stolen a male mannequin from a local store. And uh, he actually had sex with it. Cool. Uh, his grandma found it with the semen stains That's on it. That's not cool, though. And she made him get rid of it. Yeah. So by... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So this is when shit starts to get real. Uh, by late 1985, uh, he had begun regularly going to the bathhouses, which he described as his relaxing place. I'd imagine. You know, um, not for the reason I'd imagine, but yeah. He did not like the way uh, his sexual partners would move and give him satisfaction. So this is when he started putting sleeping pills into their liquor and then raping them when they were unconscious. Just in the bathhouses? Uh, and after they caught him on the 12th time that they caught him doing this, having sex with drugged men, the bathhouse uh, revoked Jeffrey Dahmer's membership. And uh, he, he was doing all this with a membership? Like his name was there? <laughs> yeah, and he, and he kept doing the same thing in uh, hotel rooms instead. Um, uh, so, okay, right after he gets his membership revoked, uh, he reads a report in the newspaper uh, regarding the funeral of a 18-year-old male that was going to be happening that week. Uh, he had played with the idea of stealing the fresh corpse and taking it home with him. And according to Dahmer, after his arrest later, uh, he did attempt to dig the coffin from the ground, but found that it was too difficult, so he gave up. Um, oh, one more too quick hard. thing. Too hard. Uh, in August of 18, 1986, sorry, not 1886, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys as he stood on the bank of the Kinnikinnick River. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, he initially admitted the offense and uh, was again charged with indecent exposure. But uh, after this happened, he quickly changed his story and said, Hey, man, I was just taking a piss. Ooh. Um, uh, the charge was changed uh, to disorderly conduct on March 10th, 1987. And he was sentenced to one year probation with, in, with additional instructions through a counselor. Interesting. So he's meeting with somebody regularly, like basically. Pretty much. Yeah, and probation this is, officer. Like This is March of 1987. All right. So, yeah, things are about to pop off. I think that's a good place to stop for the first episode yes, here. Yes, definitely. Um, boy, oh, boy. Just get, get to ready. know the man, right? Just get ready. He's that's all I can say. Weirdo. Get ready. Um, fuck, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, fuck, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, thanks yeah. for riding out with us, y'all. Um, yeah. Notice how we didn't talk about uh, cannibalism this time. Not yet. Oh, it's coming. The recipe that book will be next week. That just goes to show week. how much is going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Fucking anyway. eating, humping, whatever you want to do, baby. Pretty much everything. Making a shrine. But uh, I don't want to say too much, though. So so follow us yeah. on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook. Patreon. Support us at Patreon, which is in the link uh, in the show notes. Listen to us on all the streaming things you got. If you uh, feel like you need some underwear, give the promo code CULT at GetNooks, and you'll get a discount. That'll help us. That's true. We love but, you all. Uh, yeah, we are starting a cult. That's Grant. I'm Jake. Bye, y'all. We're your hosts. Goodbye. 
The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 